I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 108. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, I am sitting at the dining room table of my dear friends, Sue and Rory Noland, and we've been friends since kindergarten, so I won't tell you how many years, but I'm kidding, but we've been friends a long time, and um, I just wanted to take this opportunity to introduce all of you to Rory and his ministry, and then we're going to pick his brain about how to really lead and model worship with our children in the home, not just on a professional basis, you know, by the choir director or something, but how as parents, we can really mentor our children in the area of worship. So welcome, Rory. Thanks, Carol. So good to be with you. Thank you. Um, We're going to be talking about what you do in a bit, but tell our listeners um, well, let me just mention your website because I know they're going to want that, and I'm going to let you share a little bit about what you do later. But uh, Rory's uh, website is heartoftheartist.org, heartoftheartist.org. And um, Rory is a very well known author, consultant, seminar leader. Um, he's done it all in the area of worship and written many books. Uh, called The Heart of the Artist was his first book, I believe. And so he'll he'll share more about that. But Rory, welcome. And um, as now a grandpa, I'm so excited to pick your brain after being a homeschool father and now a grandfather. Yes, uh, being a grandfather is a lot more fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it a lot more. Yes. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, you want to talk a little bit about worship in the home. Yes. And because I, worship world has been my world, um, and so I've you know enjoyed ministering in the church in this area. And I must admit that I, I probably didn't do as good a job with my sons as mm-hmm. I wish I had. Uh, I think I think we all kind of feel that yes, way at some we point. Do. <laughs> um, however, uh, you know Sue, my wife, uh, she, she was homeschooling school, during the day, and I know she would you know do some songs with the, with the boys, and you know they would do the motions and everything. And the particular angle that I wanted to take with them and really hone in is is prayer. Yes. And uh, so my, uh, I never wanted to hear my, I never wanted my sons to hear me pray the same thing mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want them to think that prayer was just this rote thing. Yes. And so, especially because, you know, my passion, one of my passions is worship. Uh, so what I decided to do was every meal time I would lead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe I would ask if there's any prayer requests or anything like that. But in my prayer, I would always cite an attribute of God. Mm. And uh, just praise you, God, for this. And I would try to, uh, you know, beforehand, you know, well, maybe expand on it a little bit, but also like what what attribute of God have we seen manifested, you know, in in our lives or in our family or in our church, you know, this this past week. And that really uh, is is a good discipline. And it, it forced me really to, you know, to think and to be uh, to pray uh, with more depth. And uh, it's a little little thing, but uh, you know, for me, the you know worship, uh, you know, the attributes of God are front and center when it comes to worship. We praise God for who He is and what He has done, and uh, so I really wanted the boys to pick up on this idea that worship is a verb. Mm. 
You know, that, mm. that is something we do, and it is very specific. It's not fuzzy. We're lifting God's, God's name and his attributes. And so that was one area that I really wanted to um, hone in and, and own, you know, yes. as, as the dad. Yes. Um, then when the grandkids came along. Uh, <laughs> you upped your game. I upped my game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really did. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because I don't, I don't see him quite as often as yes. <laughs> like every day. Yes. But I really wanted to up my game. And I love the book of Psalms. And uh, so it, I wanted to kind of bring out some Psalm passages because we really wanted to uh, you know, fill the you know, our grandkids' hearts with with scripture, and so I started this thing. You know, if you if you study the Psalms, you'll notice. You know, especially if you if you know anything about Hebrew poetry, there's this thing called parallelism. Yes. And uh, so, if you have one line and then the next line right after, it kind of sounds like it's the same thing. Yeah. And because <laughs> yeah. why do they do with, that? <laughs> yeah, with ancient Hebrew poetry, they didn't rhyme words; they rhymed ideas. Mm. And so, the idea the the idea that followed. Uh, it added something to it. It maybe said something, something very similar, but it added something to it. Or maybe the first line asked a question, the second line was an answer. Ah. And so Hebrew poetry, the Psalms, really lend themselves really well to this uh, response, this call and response kind of thing. Yes. So I thought this would be a really good way to instill scripture in them. And so, for example... Um, you know, the, the, the passage uh, was Psalm 121. Um, you know, I, I look to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So it asks a question. And so when we sit down to, to eat right before you pray, I would say, hey, kids, I look to the hills. From where does my help come? And they go, my help comes from the Lord who made wow. heaven and earth. You know? <gasps> That's so, brilliant, Rory. Yeah, so we, we, got, we got this thing going, you know, that, that it's really fun. And so it also gave me an opportunity to talk a little about, bit about the context of that verse, how, mm-hmm. you know, in many those are some of the ascent psalms, and so they're during the pilgrimages. Yes, um, you know, pilgrimages to where? To, to Jerusalem that the ancient Jews would, that the Hebrews would take. A lot of times they would go as families, yes. you know, and so if I'm a dad, you know, and I've got my family and we're, we're taking this long trip and we're not in the car, we're That's walking, right. Right? And we're not watching videos. We're not watching videos. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes the hills are a little treach- treacherous, but also the hills were a little bit dangerous mm-hmm. because that's where the robbers hang, right. hung out. Yeah. And so it says, when I look to the hills, you know, from where does my help come from? Mm-hmm. And it's like when we are afraid or when we need help, yeah. where, who do we go to? Yeah. Well, my help comes from the Lord mm-hmm. who made heaven and earth. Oh, and that's just a good lesson for I think so all of us, good. you know, no matter how old we are. Yeah. And um, I, I there's a new one that I, I just taught them, and um, I think Psalm 27: The Lord is my light and my salvation. I say that, and they say, Whom Who shall, shall I, I fear? fear? <laughs> and then I say, The Lord is the stronghold of my life. And they say, Of whom shall I be afraid? 
Oh. So I say, so you guys, you know, when you are afraid, you know, that the Lord is our light. That means he helps us see the way and he gives us wisdom. He helps us, helps, helps us to see things better. And he's our salvation. He's the one that's going to save us and deliver us. And the Lord is the stronghold of my life. The stronghold is where you go for refuge and safety. So, yeah, when you're with the Lord, who else are you? Who are you going to be afraid of? Yes. And so these are, and I've got a few more that, you know, playing down the road here. But uh, it, I think that's just a great way to to teach some of the uh, uh, scriptural uh, psalms. You yes. know, some of the passages from psalms to the kids. They pick them up really quickly. Yes. And we started a, another thing here where uh, we decided to wait until dessert. <laughs> okay. Because sometimes at the beginning of the meal, they're, they're a little bit distracted. Yeah. But we found when it comes to dessert, uh -huh. they, are, they are on it. They're paying <laughs> they're attention. Focused. They're really focused. Uh -huh. And so uh, we started, started doing this. Okay, wait, before we eat our cake. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and didn't so the Israelites always put honey on their child's tongue when they were teaching them <laughs> yes. the scripture? Yes, yes. That's very clever yeah. of you, Rory. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. What about singing the scripture? That's a passion of mine. Yeah. Yeah, what do you recommend with families for that? Please? Yeah. Oh, I think that's a great idea. And uh, yeah, I sing with the kids, and Sue, we both sing with the kids. And we want them to grow up uh, not thinking that that's weird <laughs> you know, yes. to sing. Yes. And not, you know, that it's not weird to sing about the Lord. And so uh, I've been teaching them just easy songs, not songs that, that they are singing probably in their, their church Sunday school, but some of the easy songs we sing in adult church. Yes. Uh, because I kind of want them to feel like, oh, this is what the adults sing. Yes. You know? and, uh, they like that. They kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I bought these. Um, little uh, wooden instruments, wooden um, uh, percussion instruments. Yes. And sometimes I'll pass those out. And uh, yeah, if you look online, you can find some. And you don't want them to be like toyish. Right. You know, you don't want them That's to be right. toys. Um, so you, you kind of have to get look. Get some quality Yeah, ones get some quality that are ones. They're going to last because your grandchildren yeah. are going to use them too. Yeah. And not just your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I pay like 35 bucks for them, but uh, they're going to last and yes. they, they look sharp, but they don't look like toys. Right, exactly. And I taught them how to teach, how to play each one, yeah. and we switch, and sometimes they fight over which one they want to play. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that it's they're good. excited about it. <laughs> Love the enthusiasm, guys. <laughs> Well, you know, Rory, a lot of my listeners have heard me talk about how as a brand new Christian who didn't know the Old Testament from the New Testament, um, living out at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, and how we just sang scripture from morning until night. Mm. We had no songbooks. We had no overheads. We mm. had nothing. Mm. And um, we kind of came from the same history, I think, and background in yeah. that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how I can, like each of the psalms that you were quoting, I was singing the song to it as you were quoting it. Yeah. So I've never sat down with a three by five card and memorized any of those. Yeah. But I, I, as I read my Bible every day, I'm singing the scripture because yeah. it was imprinted in me 45 years ago and I've never lost it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so passionate about getting kids to sing the word of God instead of these dumb you know, we sing kind of songs that they could be really imprinting. Yeah. Oh, I share your passion there, Carol. And yeah, amen to that. Because, yeah, the sooner that we can teach them scripture, the, you know, with music, it's a little easier, as That's you know, right. and uh, it's a little quicker to, to pick up. 
Uh, but that'll be with them for the rest of their lives. Yes. Yeah. You know, Rory, I don't know if you, you probably know this story, but during the Vietnamese War, when our men were imprisoned and tortured in what they jokingly called the Hanoi Hilton, mm-hmm. um, there were they were not allowed to speak or have any communication, and they developed a tapping system. Mm-hmm. But several of the GIs had gone to Sunday school, mm-hmm. and they remembered the songs that they had learned in Sunday school, mm-hmm. and they would tap them through the building, and it, they, when they were released, they said that is what saved their lives and their sanity. Just those little things that they were taught. Because it was music, they remembered it 20, 30 years later. Yeah, love it. Great. Isn't that yeah. neat? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of power yeah. in, in music. How do you define worship? What, what, that's a word that's so overused in the Christian world today. But I don't really know if we've ever, for me, heard it really defined. Yeah, yeah. that's a great question. And I have a theological definition that I've worked out uh-huh. as part of my postgraduate work. <laughs> I won't bore you with that. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be boring. Uh, yeah, but. well, there are, some, there are some great theological definitions of worship. Uh, I think I had a few in my book, like from William Law, that were excellent. I, I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, when I'm talking to worship leaders or when, especially when I'm talking to kids, uh, I like to make it a little bit simpler though, and just boil it down. And so I go with something a little bit more simpler. Worship is our response to the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that, the simplicity of that is, uh, I think I mentioned, I subscribe to the idea that, you know, worship is a verb. It is something we do. And uh, so I think that's important to, to uh, really get across. It's our response, but it doesn't always have to be music. We have to get um, rid of this idea that, uh, that connects worship solely with music because, uh, I mean, it sounds funny. I'm a musician when I'm saying that. You know, but it has done a lot of harm because you've got people sitting in the pews who go, oh, well, worship is for those music people. And I, I can't sing or I'm not into worship, so I guess I can't. I, I'm, I'm not into it. You know, it's yeah. not my pathway to God. I'm going to come late to church because that part is just the warm up. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I had somebody say that to me. It's not my pathway to God. And I'm like, right. I'm not the right person to say that to <laughs> because Scripture commands us to worship That's whether right. we can sing or not. Mm. And so it's a verb is worship is something we do. And I also teach a lot about worship as a spiritual discipline. And this is, I think, where it starts. And I think this is why it's beautiful we're doing this with kids. And, uh, you know, so I define like this. When I talk about worship as a spiritual discipline, I'm talking about, you know, expressing, voicing, expressing our our adoration, our gratitude, and our reverence for God and to do that daily. That's what David did. He said, I worship Mm. the Lord daily, you know, Mm. every day, you know, he's, he's worshiping God. And sure enough, every time David opens his mouth, you know, the the attributes of God just roll off his tongue. Mm -hmm. You know, they're getting ready to dedicate the, the temple and he goes, he looks heavenwards, he goes, thine is the kingdom, O Lord, Lord thine, thine is the greatness and the glory and the majesty and the victory and the majesty, O God. Uh, th- thine is the, uh, in thy hand is power and might and it lies in thy hand to make great and to strengthen every everyone. Now they're God, therefore, God, we thank you and praise thy glorious name. And so the attributes of God, again, are front and center and so when we express our love, adoration, and gratitude to God, 
Yeah, that's that is our response mm-hmm. to God. To who he is. To who he is, his presence, we're acknowledging his presence. And you know, you know, when when Jesus um uh he asked his disciples, "Who do you think that I am?" Mm-hmm. They said, well, "You're the Christ, the mm-hmm. son of the living God." So apparently, it's not enough to just feel nice things about God. <laughs> we got to tell him. Yeah, you know? that's we, we got to tell him. I love that. Yeah, and he, he said to Peter, "Peter, do you love me?" You know, he said, "Well, yeah, I love you." It's like I, Peter needed to say it. Yes. Know? And Jesus wondered why those nine lepers didn't come back to thank mm-hmm. him because they needed to. Yes. And so. And we need to. Yeah. So we got to say to the kids, God, you know, kids, we we need to. We need to express this. We just can't keep it inside. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I go with worship as our response. God's here. Yes. You know, so let's worship Him and let's tell Him how we feel about Him. Yes. Oh, this is so good. Are there any resources that come to mind? that you could recommend to families? Uh, well, I've, I've written some books. Let's talk about this. <laughs> well, uh, one book that uh, I've written called Worship on Earth as It Is in Heaven, mm. and it's about practicing uh, worship as a spiritual discipline. Wow. Uh, and have a little... It's actually written for the, the person in the pew. Mm-hmm. It's not written for worship leaders. In fact, a lot of worship leaders have told me they bought this for their church to read. Wonderful. And a lot of them are going through it in their small groups. And the title again is? Worship on Earth as it is in Heaven. It's a great name. Published by Zondervan. Wonderful. And um, so, yeah, the whole idea is the first part of the book is about how to how to practice private worship. and. Yes. We look at David uh, as, as kind of the example the model. model. And then the second half of the book is how to go to church. How to <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. How to, how to practice you know, worship as, as you're sitting in church, yes. as, a, as a church member. And the model for that is Romans four, uh, Romans Revelation 4 and 5. Mm. Uh, my latest book is called Transforming Worship. Okay. And uh, the subtitle is Planning and Leading uh, Sunday Services as if Spiritual Formation Mattered. Uh, my two big passions are worship and spiritual formation. And this book allowed me to put them together. Oh, that sounds juicy. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, out yeah. yet already? Yes. Yeah, it, it came is? out last summer. Uh, okay. IVP. They came out with IVP. Wonderful. Yeah. InterVarsity Press. Yeah. Love it. Well, tell us a little bit more about what you do before we close, because you are a man of many talents, to put it lightly. <laughs> you are a Renaissance man, Rory. Well, Heart of the Artist Ministries, my mission is to serve artists in the church. Okay. And uh, But also, as time has gone on, uh, you serve the people, worshipers in the church as well. Yeah. But uh, I write books. Um, like we were talking about, I've written five books. And I also mentor uh, worship leaders and uh, go to churches and do workshops and lead retreats. Yes. And um, I'm a trained spiritual director, so I also... Uh, coach uh, them spiritually. Yeah, yeah, coach yes. them spiritually. And um, so I, I used to do a fair amount of speaking and <laughs> traveling. Yes. Uh, but COVID kind of took care yeah, of that. I and I find I'm doing a lot of things online. Yes. Uh, and I've spent uh, some time in the academic world, too, um, t- teaching on the college level. Yeah. Uh, most recently, uh, within the last couple of months, I've been asked to step into the role of scholar in residence <gasps> at uh, Palm Beach Atlantic yes. U- University. Yes. Uh, I'm familiar with my parents lived right near that school. That's so neat. And you have your doctorate, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I forget about that. I I can't keep all of it 
straight in my mind. You're just like, no. you have a toolbox that's overflowing. <laughs> wow, you're such a resource to us. And as we enter our, what Karen Miller and Kevin call our legacy years, mm. um, I think, you know, it's time for us to pour into this next generation. Mm. Um, and so it isn't the blind leading the blind. You know, when millennials are coaching millennials, I'm kind of like, hmm. But, you know, <laughs> I think it's really important to bring the wisdom that you've, you know, garnered, you and Sue both, to the table for this next generation. It's so valuable. It's so helpful. Yeah. Thank Amen. you. Thank you, you are my so friend. welcome. Well, and just to remind everyone, Rory's uh, website is Heart of the artist.org and you will see all the amazing things that he does and um, the blessing he could be to your church, your personal ministry, um, your life. Read his books and um, grow wiser. So thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you enjoy my podcast, would you send an episode to a friend? I love to help families homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. When you help me get the word out about my ministry, I appreciate it so much. See you next time. Blessings.